Hello, people. We have a very special guest joining us today, uh, Mr. Sumit from Shant.in. Uh, but his main business goes by the name of Gifts to India 24x7.com. And do check out the website. Uh, so, Gifts to India, just to give you an idea, uh, was uh, started in 1999, I believe, and mainly to serve the various Indians across the globe and help them send gifts to their dear ones in India. And now, um, after these many years, we see that the business has a global presence. Back then, e-commerce wasn't very uh, popular or something that was very interesting. Uh, so how did you get into this uh, idea? What compelled you to get into e-commerce? And was it very difficult back then? Uh, yeah, if we, if we compare 1999, I think that was when the dot-com boom was uh, you know, at its peak. Right. And uh, we were traditionally into greeting card manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my elder brother, uh, who was studying for his chartered accountancy, he mm-hmm. saw that, you know, information technology is going to change the world. So, he thought that, uh, how can we digitize greeting cards? So, mm-hmm. he came up with the idea of uh, e-greetings. And I, I still remember he had a very difficult time convincing the family that we should be investing into something which no one had even heard of. Mm-hmm. But he managed uh, to convince everyone and he started off with an e-greeting website. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that time the development community was also very small and uh, uh, he made great friends with the, you know, people who were developing. Mm -hmm. So they said that, you know, uh, how are you going to monetize this asset? Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to give a free service. So they said like, okay, Now, what with greetings, if you can also do gifting. And uh, my brother loved the idea. I said, yes, okay, we can spend a little more, but let us have a uh, revenue option on the website. It it was an add-on. So that's how the whole idea came up. And to be very frank, from 1999 to 2002, Mm -hmm. it was more of a hobby. It was more like a, you know, something that no one else is doing. That is what my brother always felt that, you know, Coming from chartered accountancy background, he was not, you know, a, a, a tech guy. But uh, yet, and that time we don't, did not even have concepts of, you know, startups as per se in India. Correct. So he said, okay, let me just uh, learn and see what we can do. And mm-hmm. that's how we just uh, uh, started this off. Okay. So I believe there won't be, uh, there wasn't much competition back then or a lot of barriers to start with the business. Uh, barriers were there, uh, competition was there because uh, for India, it was still, uh, you know, something which was very new, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, we had already seen by maybe 2002 uh, globally, especially in US, we had seen internet really caught on well. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in India, uh, you know, I, I joined that business post-2002. Okay. Uh, once I finished my graduation, but in 2002, I categorically remember that there was competition uh, that was there, not as intense as it is right now, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe because the market was very small and very niche that time. Correct. Uh, another major challenge uh, used to be, you know, back then was payment processing. You That's would true. not believe, you know, you would not believe we would like if, if we get an order today, 
the payment of that order would hit our banks almost two to three months later. Oh, okay. And today, if you if you see today, the scenario is absolutely different. Exactly. So, now it just takes a few seconds, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, for a lot of our you know orders where customer is paying through IMPS, mm-hmm. even before we get to know that you know it has hit our bank account, mm-hmm. the customer will send us a screenshot that see this has been delivered to your bank. Exactly. So yeah, definitely that time. Uh, Technology-wise, the scenario was way different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yes, we we did manage, you know, a step by step. It 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 was it has been a very long journey, and okay. uh, it it was good. Uh, even then, there were so many new things to learn, and mm-hmm. even today, there are so many new things to learn. So um, the the regular brick and mortar stores who were selling physical um. Um, what do you call it? Um, physical cards were they like a, a barrier to to your growth back then? Ah, oh, if, if I give you statistics, it again it will be a little uh, shocking. By two thousand two, the physical store greeting card market had shrunk by almost seventy percent. Oh, and it was not because of uh, the online. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more because of the SMS culture. Uh, in oh, 2002, right. yeah, because no one was now like you know it, was, it had become so easy. We had, if you would remember, we had those, uh, you know, digital keypad mobiles. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, sending happy birthday on that was so easy. Right. You know, sending I love you, I miss you, get well soon. Everything that a greeting card would traditionally do mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, taken over by, uh, you know, SMS. Mm-hmm. And since we were into manufacturing and distribution, so we could we could actually see you know a tremendous impact it had. Maybe you know in ninety nine two thousand, the brick and mortar stores were really doing good, mm-hmm. and we were also manufacturing in huge quantities. Mm-hmm. But post two thousand two, the decline was shattering. I think by two thousand six, it had almost declined by ninety percent. Oh, that's a huge so, number. Oh, that's a huge number, and uh, even even more difficult was it that you know most of the manufacturers, like we were there, had a tremendous amount of inventory already on their books. Oh, okay. So we also had a very difficult time, uh, you know, because we were heavily invested into greeting cards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely uh, having this, you know, extra uh, option. Mm-hmm. Uh, really helped a lot. Really helped a lot. Okay. Uh, so uh, nowadays, like now that you have a global presence and all, who exactly is your target audience, and to what markets have you expanded so far? So uh, we cater mainly to the Indian diaspora across the globe. So you know, wherever there are Indians, uh, and sometimes you know, we also feel surprised. You know. With the you know with the country from where the order comes, mm-hmm. uh, but really? yeah, definitely yeah yeah. Uh, sometimes it is really surprising that and we believe that oh Indians have been able to make their mark even in these remote countries, maybe very small nations. Mm-hmm. But we do get requests from there. Uh, wherever there are Indians, it's our market. 
US, UK, Australia. Uh, India, Indians are practically everywhere. When when we you know when we comprise of one sixth of the world's population, mm-hmm. we would have our uh, presence everywhere. And now we've expanded. Like you know, we are even targeting Indians because even Indians are moving out at a faster pace. Right. So they are leaving their hometowns. They are going out for their you know it's a job opportunity or it's you know when they want to do some new business they are shifting base. So it's it's not only that you know people are going abroad, but even in India, the movement is uh, uh, really there. And another big uh, thing is. now communication has become so easy right. video calls are there so we are in touch with almost you know any and everyone we know mm-hmm. so that we also we are seeing a huge shift that even the indian audience is also now you know preferring to uh, use this online uh, medium to send gifts mm-hmm. and definitely i think online e-commerce e-business it is here to stay for the you know in the long term it's going to be there okay so what differentiates your business from uh, from the other businesses in the same domain because i believe there's plenty of competition for you as well not just in india but globally uh, so what has helped you strengthen uh, the core of your business or what has given you a competitive advantage so uh, one thing is we've been highly focused in what we want to do so when we are catering deliveries in india though we have an option of catering across the globe but we are really laser focused on making sure that you know deliveries in india is what our strength is going to be mm-hmm. and uh, when we talk about that we leave no stone unturned you know to ensure that the gift is delivered even mm-hmm. to the remotest location mm-hmm. we've had times uh, you know when you know it would have taken 24 hours for a person to reach that location and i'm not uh, you know exaggerating okay. but uh, we we've managed to do deliveries uh, there also so our, our commitment to our customers is you know what's really keeping us going and mm-hmm. and it's 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 benefiting both mm-hmm. we feel so good when we do something which others would say it's unachievable mm-hmm. and keeping our uh, commitments and for the customer also you know sometimes uh, we feel so blessed that you know we are in this uh, you know we are doing such a business which are which is helping uh, two individuals to connect emotionally right so this is this is what you know keeps us going and second thing is is our processes our internal processes mm-hmm. uh, everything that we've achieved till date you know we we've made sure that we develop uh, systems in such a way that you know once we commit then we really don't have to think whether we'll be able to fulfill or not god forbid if there is something like pandemic and everything was a very difficult situation where things were not in our hand exactly but uh, you know apart from that it it is it is just not about uh, you know getting that extra money mm-hmm. but it is more about you know having passion to do something Mm-hmm. which which will set you apart and uh, the more challenging thing is when you have to you know create a team who's also passionate around you mm-hmm. so our our team you know they are really passionate about ensuring that you know the customers 
get the best experience and i would not say we are we are the best but i would say that we are always going to be better than what we are okay so so you you just mentioned about a uh, pandemic and i'm sure it must be very challenging for the business because there there are a lot of components moving components in it and independent components and uh, plus you being present across the globe that makes it probably even more challenging right so how was the scenario for you and with the logistics that were involved during the pandemic yeah uh, two months of lockdown were very challenging uh we had kept our operations on because uh and not from the office but since it is digital we could have managed uh from uh, you know work from home was possible uh it was heart wrenching you know when customers call up and say that can you arrange grocery for my parents oh and you know they said like it's not about money but mm-hmm. please help there is no one around to help and we've done that also we we've uh, you know it, that time it was not about making money that mm-hmm. time it was ensuring that you know we continue to do what we were doing we were we were supposed to be someone who would connect emotionally with others who would allow them we we continued uh, with that we helped people celebrate birthdays also during the lockdown okay uh, you know it 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 was it is not about you know having gathering people but it is just about ensuring that you know your rashal reaches your loved one with a message happy birthday mm. so things like small small things like uh, that and we are happy that we were able to be useful during that period but it was very challenging uh, what i was worried about you know being a part of the management is how long can we sustain correct and uh, internally that question was arising time and again that will we be able to you know sail through this because it's not that we have a very small team we do most of our things internally so we have a team for you know almost every process which is involved mm-hmm. so but uh, as i said you know our team like my like whole team right from the you know uh, delivery boys to delivery partners to programmers to accounts to management uh, everyone was very clear that we are not going to let the ship you know sink whatever it takes we will stay afloat we were in touch with you know everyone and um, regularly behind the scenes i was working what i was supposed to do do my research uh, making plans ensuring what to do when we open so uh, it it was a difficult time business was almost not there because i would not call delivering rations a business for an e-commerce e-commerce gifting site exactly but yeah we we, we did our uh, bit as much as we could as much as we could okay great uh, so so are you uh, are you profitable now and is there any kind of uh, external funding involved or um, um, it's a family business uh it's it is a family business uh we've always been you know having an operating profit and apart from that in most of the years like almost 20 years of operations that we've had we've always uh you know most of the years we've managed uh, uh you know to have a net profit also because that that is one thing 
that I was very categorical about that. Uh, we don't want to, you know, run a business where we just feel the prospect in the future is going to be great, and we keep on pressurizing our present. That was not something that I uh, wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I was I was very clear about that and. when i tell people people really don't believe that you know i have been running an e-commerce business for 20 years and for majority of the period we've been profitable yeah that that is surprising because the mentality nowadays is like if you have an e-commerce startup the first thing is you 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 start hunting for funding and it's mainly because of the e-commerce giants that they have created a scenario where one feels that in order to start an e-commerce you need huge amounts of funding right so but what you are doing is entirely opposite of it yeah what i am doing is entirely opposite of you know where the current trend is uh, you know where like what you rightly said is that you know it, it is it has become a game of funding and right. uh, i i have always thought of businesses as you know traditionally that we've been taught that it is it is game of managing your working capital it's a game of you know managing your uh, debt it is a game of checking what is your return on equity what is the return on capital employed so hmm. all these measures are the real measures of you know how profitable the business is currently hmm. so it is not that we've not grown as i said you know like post 2003 because 2002 i was actively involved in the business 2003 i started that yes okay like this cannot be a hobby this has to be mainstream so two years i studied and i understood what all is required and from 2005 to 2012 we were growing at more than 100% per year mm-hmm. and this is all without taking any external funding or even external debt we expanded mm-hmm. the team we expanded our operations from having a team of just two people mm-hmm. by 2012 we were more than 100 oh. and uh, yet everything was internally funded mm-hmm. uh, we we have to be focused on maintaining profitability i'm not saying that you know it is possible to have net profit always but not having an operational profit is something i thought it's it's very difficult like if i cannot have an operational profit of you know having an x turnover and i said that if i have 10x i'll have profit or if i have 100x i'll have profit there has to be a logical reasoning to that because uh, at least in e-commerce i have seen that it is not that your fixed cost you know are uh very high that you know and your variable cost is low but i i know i believe in e-commerce your fixed costs are there but your variable costs are really high mm. and uh, uh if people are focusing just on increasing the turnover and not increasing their profitability mm-hmm. i i don't feel it will be sustainable and even if it is sustainable if you see 20 years of startup culture across the globe or last 5 7 years in india mm-hmm. you know for every one startup which becomes a unicorn there would be more than a thousand which die mm-hmm. and we we all talk about the unicorns we don't talk about the businesses that have closed down it is so difficult for those people who actually did not do anything wrong but it's just because someone else is not interested in making profit mm-hmm. made me burn my cash little sooner and that is something very so, common right these days because uh, another mentality is like you bring in money uh, you you grow the company a bit 
and then you start uh, pitching to some other external investors at a higher valuation right isn't that the case always nowadays that, that is what is happening and if we closely see uh, i believe uh, the excessive liquidity in the markets be it because of the pandemic be it because of uh, the global scenario there is too much you know value hunting which is going on which is not required and what you exactly said you mm. you put it up so nicely that you think of an idea you start creating little bit of value then you go to someone else with a higher valuation then someone else with a higher valuation then mm. someone else with a higher valuation so it's it's all about getting valuation valuation yeah and and i am not saying that these businesses are wrong but mm. i just feel that uh, there is too much of round tripping of equity happening Right. which which should not be there i believe uh, businesses also should be little more responsible towards you know sustainability and sustainability i'm not just talking about profits i'm talking about everything about employee management about resource management about our impact on the environment uh, everything has to be taken into consideration without which uh, i don't think expansion should be done now this is my personal opinion mm-hmm. and i feel safe i feel safe when i have this opinion that you know till date i can confidently say there is there would not be a single entity who would come and tell me that because of your policies we had to pay the price mm-hmm. beat my employees beat my delivery partners across india beat my customers we are very careful that you know at every point you know people are able to make profits mm-hmm. not only me but even my supply chain they also have to make profit if i want them to sustain mm-hmm. so uh, we don't see that culture currently mm-hmm. where it's such a massive run for the valuation game that we are expanding at you know a pace which we've never seen in the past mm-hmm. i would not like to you know name anyone because that's not what we are supposed to be doing here but we've seen where you know promises are there that you know you will earn an x amount if you come if you join our team and mm-hmm. then after a after a year we see that you know that x amount is reduced by almost 80% mm-hmm. and the time commitment which earlier would have been that you know you just need to work 3 hours a day or 5 hours a day but now which has gone up to 14 15 hours a day so i would not want uh, you know to set Uh, an example like that uh, you know in within our company also we not only focus on generating profits but we also focus on creating an environment which is psychologically and emotionally also sustainable mm-hmm. i i keep on telling my you know uh, colleagues my staff that if if you don't go back home smiling then i am a failure i'm i'm very clear about that that if you if you if you don't like you given 24 hours i don't have a problem but that should be because you love doing what you're doing and when you go back home you can share with people that you know today i achieved this for my company if if that exuberance is not there then there is something wrong that we are doing mm. and we've had wonderful examples within the company also where people say that Uh, you know it's it's just this work culture that we get here the freedom that we get here we would want to continue though we might be getting you know way more in a bigger company but 
the authority the love and the peace of mind you know that we bring along they say sir we we cannot uh, uh, match it any with anything else so that also we are very careful for 20 years we've been molding with these principles and trust me it is not very easy you know when you have such strong principles which are you know based in human values mm-hmm. uh, your profitability will take you know a short term hit okay correct it it short term hit but in the long run you know it is this passion which gets you going now uh, uh, i observed that you gave a lot of preference to your education as well right and i believe you 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 still do uh, because unlike a lot of young uh, founders uh, especially that of e-commerce uh, they believe that usually to make it big you have to drop out of the colleges right but you i believe have uh, a, a different approach to it am i right yes i believe education is important and i believe learning is even more important uh if you are not educating yourself as per se then then your journey is, is i feel it's incomplete uh, like I, if i give my example i just found out that you know for for a certain criteria a post graduate in finance was required mm-hmm. so I, i i i enrolled myself couple of years back and i did one year uh, distance from amity university and i did my post graduation in finance this was at what so what age at i i enrolled at 38 and i graduated at 39 wow so even then when you are running a successful business you were successful right but still you you thought about uh, going ahead with the uh, with the education right yes i i feel education is important and as we move ahead uh education is going to play a huge role mm-hmm. uh it it is a very easy way to prove to the world what you are made up of and i'm not saying education is the only way you can do this i have equal preference for performing arts or any other talent that you would have and i don't mean to say that you know dropping out of college is wrong if you are passionate about something mm-hmm. but at the same time i say if you are passionate about something then why not have Uh, that reflect on your education also i was never a bookworm i'll be very frank i was never a bookworm uh, even in my school and college days i was almost like a rebel mm-hmm. you know i would challenge the education system i would you know challenge my teachers i would tell them i'll perform the best but yet i would say i'm not happy with what you are you know uh, the way you are teaching or the way you are molding us mm-hmm. so and uh, i was very blessed to have teachers who would patiently listen and guide Mm-hmm. and and they would always say that you know sumit let your this passion be directed towards you know doing something good good for mm-hmm. yourself good for your family good for your society good for your country okay and i think that is one teaching uh, you know that has been uh, there with me i really hope you know held on to that really strongly that mm-hmm. if you are not being good then you are missing the big picture mm-hmm. so education is important and i don't mind you know repeating my educational journey again you know uh, uh, last year only i was thinking uh, during the pandemic that you know i should enroll for one more distance learning uh, post graduation so i have i have been contemplating on that for quite some time and mm-hmm. it it will be an absolute different field but okay. uh, maybe maybe in, in in years to come next year also 
I want to enroll for one more post graduation uh, diploma. And during this, the, these um, stressful times, uh, especially with the business and uh, with your learning and all, uh, how how do you cope up with the um, with the stress with the stress levels? Uh, I'll I'll tell you that stress management is something which is really absent in the mainstream. I'm not exaggerating in saying that I don't get stressed at all. Situation have been very challenging. I have seen lots, lots of ups and downs in my twenty uh, years of my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I would not be wrong in saying that there have been times when, you know, I was thinking whether we will be able to sustain for two more months also or not. And this is about oh. the initial period mm-hmm. uh, before, uh, like traditionally, we were into greeting card manufacturing, and I told you that you know the greeting card industry just collapsed. Yeah. So. you know those times uh, it has been you know that we, we we would plan that whether we will be able to survive for next two months or not but even mm-hmm. during that uh, period i was not being stressed out one because uh, you know of my upbringing which has always been that you know there is nothing that you cannot do and if you've done your best then you know uh, that's what you should be concerned about whether you've given your 100% or not even even after giving your 100% if result is not as per your expectations mm-hmm. you really need to think what change you have to bring into yourself so mm-hmm. the journey has always been like that and uh, last 10 12 years i have been associated with a spiritual movement which is uh, shrimad rajchandra mission mm-hmm. and uh, i would just you know take a minute here to talk about shrimad rajchandra ji mm-hmm. you know uh, he was a contemporary of uh, mahatma gandhi mm-hmm. and very few people know that he was a spiritual mentor to mohandas karamchand gandhi when mr gandhi before mr gandhi went to south africa mm-hmm. so for two years he was in very close uh, association in fact in his own autobiography one entire chapter has been dedicated to shrimad rajchandra ji so since i have been associated with this mission uh, it's been 13 14 years and um, we really stress on you know having great stress management in your life okay. where you have a spiritual discipline like even today i have completed my entire spiritual discipline which is required of me in the morning mm-hmm. and i have been doing that diligently for over 10 years now okay so that is one thing that people people feel that you know you're supposed to meditate only when you feel stressed out i have a different approach if you meditate every day you will never be stressed out <laughs> that's true so yeah so uh, and uh, even even with all the you know busy business schedules that i have i would manage to take out time to serve uh, the society it's very important even you know in the mission we are very clear that you are supposed to uplift yourself mm-hmm. you become a better version of yourself every day you work for that and at the same time you have to contribute towards the society and help those who need uh, you know help the most uh, mm-hmm. even during you know peak lockdown you know uh, we are based in kolkata so within a week 
I was out with the team, you mm-hmm. know, scouting for those people who do not have houses. Mm-hmm. You know, those who have been living on streets forever mm-hmm. and have been begging and you know, uh, making their ends meet. Mm-hmm. And you know, give them food, give them water, and I would. I've just one incident I would want to share with you mm-hmm. that we were on the road and we found a, a, a handsomely dressed person on the street. He asked for a direction. You know, he stopped our car and he asked, "How do I reach this place?" Now, looking at him, you would not feel that. You know, you would feel that okay, he is he is someone not from Kolkata, but you would not feel that. You know, uh, he he is someone who comes from economically backward. Uh, Last because he was very well dressed. Mm-hmm. So uh, just just out of the blue, I asked him, "Bhaiya, uh, apne kuch khaya hai? Have you eaten something?" And he told me, "No, I have not eaten for three days." Mm. And I was shocked. And we had, uh, you know, bread, uh, biscuits, uh, ration, and everything. Giving him ration would not work, so we gave him bread and biscuit, like and one of my. a co-sevak told me that sumit are you sure you want to give it to him i said i trust his eyes his eyes are not lying hmm. and you won't believe you know the moment we shut the gate he immediately popped the sandwich in his mouth hmm. and, and and i and you know that day i uh, thanked the almighty so much that you know when we have food in front of us and we are little choosy about it yeah and we are here we are people who are hungry for 3 days but they have so much of self esteem they will not beg mm-hmm. i had to tell him and that is the time you know when i realize that i have been so lucky that i have been doing social service for such a long time that you know when you bring about you know that small change in one person's life yeah i think that is a great achievement mm-hmm. and these moments of joy is what keeps you level headed and you know be thankful and when you are thankful uh i i don't think any amount of stress can enter your life i i think that moments like these are might form a chain reaction where you help him he might help a few others because he was helped when he was in a similar kind of a situation and so on and so forth i i, I believe that that is how these things work right yes a lot of times we've seen that you know how a complete circle you know comes back to you yeah <laughs> That's so great. I always I, I I always tell people uh, forget about how you are helping others. Trust me, when you help someone, the joy that you get mm-hmm. that that cannot be expressed in words. Like when I'm talking, when I'm recalling this incident about this gentleman, you know, I exactly remember the exact location where I handed over food to him. Mm-hmm. I have goosebumps all over my body right now. Mm-hmm. i feel so good right now that yes i'm thankful to the almighty that we were able to uh, do that and you know when when i share incidents like this with my staff also they feel so encouraged mm-hmm. uh, if if you would know uh, calcutta was hit during the lockdown it was hit with a cyclone yeah yeah true so uh, uh, you know like though we are like as, as a company we are not an ngo mm-hmm. but immediately like one of my uh, employees hometown is in sagar island which was where the you know uh, 
the cyclone was uh, the cyclone landed so it, it was really devastated mm-hmm. you know f- from within the company we mobilized resources mm-hmm. and within 36 hours and i'm not joking within 36 hours our first ration kits mm-hmm. were delivered to those who had lost everything mm-hmm. and we, this was all remotely being done we were lucky someone from that island uh, we could contact and uh, the kind of devastation if you see the pictures mm-hmm. uh, people lost everything uh, mm-hmm. their uh, their crops were destroyed their huts were destroyed uh, their you know uh, the roads were uh, destroyed it, it was a very difficult situation but we were very happy that you know during the pandemic with and the cyclone at least through the mission we would have reached you know more than we would have touched more than 10000 lives true so uh, before we uh, wind up sumit i uh, just wanted to you know understand about and since how long have you been associated with uh, call hippo and in what manner have you been using it uh, i have we've been associated with call hippo for i think 3 years i think uh, even when call hippo was at a very uh, nascent stage i believe and we've been using and uh, since the time we've been associated with callipo we've not had any other telephony partner we've not required only okay so call callipo has uh, been really uh, perfect for you know someone uh, some like a, a business like ours okay so uh, we we like really like uh, how easy it makes you know uh, connecting to people across the globe mm-hmm. and uh, whatever is required for a business right from quality management to uh, checking to quality checks everything can be performed very easily in callipo mm-hmm. i have had a wonderful association with callipo and uh, uh, i would not say that i have not complained but i mm-hmm. i would love to add that i have always got a very patient hearing and a perfect solution from callipo always so oh, that's that's so nice to you <laughs> so um, it, it is uh, you know when we are talking about uh, e-commerce business and profitability uh, i would also say that callipo is one of the reasons why we've been able to expand so easily and i'm thankful to callipo for uh, you know developing a product uh, which has so many different uh, features that are really really helpful it's it's really nice of you really nice to hear as well so uh, thank you sumit for being uh, uh, being a part of this interview this podcast and we uh, really wish you all the very best um and we really hope that your company grows to higher levels exponentially i, I would say right and we really um, we would love to have a longer association uh, with you so thank you for taking out that precious amount of time for us for this interview and sharing your insights your learnings um with our audiences and with me as well thank you so much sumit yeah thank you so much for having me uh, it it it, it it has been an amazing uh, association and even this meeting I, i was so happy that i could 
you know uh, share a 20 year journey in you know a short 20 30 minutes span 